Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money. In today's show, we're going to talk about income for life. It can be accomplished. On today's show, tips to help you make sure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. That and more coming up. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money. With your host, Mark Gilles. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in. To mark on money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Eels. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner. He is a fiduciary independent. You'll find him at EFS Wealth Management. The website is EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Uh, Mark's been helping folks for more than 30 years to get to and through retirement. And uh, things, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mark, hi, how are you? I'm good. And you know, this is a this is a hard one because you know you have two things that are playing here. Um, you have math, and then you have just our our human brains try to trick us. So, for instance, maybe maybe you think that if it's okay if I run out of money, I'll just write a check, right? Right. But no, <laughs> that's all you got to do. Once once you don't have any money left, there's no checks to write. I mean, I suppose until the bank closes your checking account out. But one of the biggest fears in retirement that people have is running out of money. And the good news is, is that there's strategies available to help you not have that happen to you in retirement. Or there are ways to help avoid running out of money in retirement. And so we have on today's show some of those things that we'll talk about of what you can do. And one of the most important things, and, I've, and you've heard me say this before, is preparation and organization. Those are the two things that are key. So as we enter into um, the Super Bowl, uh, I want to talk about the Super Bowl and use that as an analogy uh, to making sure that you're doing proper planning um, in retirement. Sure. How does that sound? I think it sounds great. I'm, I'm in the mood for football. 
So I, I might ask you a couple of questions, Steve, to see if you can recall okay. uh, some of the statistics. But do you know what the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history was? Wasn't it? Wasn't it the uh, the the Patriots? It was the over Patriots. over Atlanta. Was that what it, it was? was? Okay, all right. Yep, they were they were playing the Falcons, and um, if you watch, you know, games. Of course, you have all of these statistics. Well, it was. I I think. I don't know the numbers exactly. You know, I've got a presentation that I go through that that visually shows this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Patriots were down an astounding number. I think it was like 23 or 27 points. And the statistic was, and this was in the like the end of the third quarter. And so the statistics was that the Falcons had a 99, um, 99.3% chance of winning. So the Patriots had a seven hundredth of a percentage chance, or seven tenths of a percent ch- chance of coming back and winning the game. Here's what happened, you know, as you know the the Falcons continued on, they just continued to run the same plays, they continued to run the same uh, offense, and they didn't change their game plan. Well, the Patriots obviously, you know, not only did they have Tom Brady, but they changed their game plan. Um, and they came back, of course, and they they tied the game up at the end of the fourth quarter. It was a, it was just amazing. Um, it was like some of the games this year that we saw that oh, were yeah. just crazy games. And they won the Super Bowl. And so the analogy to that is, you know, accumulating money for retirement is fairly easy. Now you may argue with me. Well, Mark, no, you've got to put money aside. You've got to do this. But it's easy from the standpoint that you don't have to worry about what the returns or the sequence of those returns are in accumulating money. And so we'll use the past two decades as a good example. So if you were a saver and you're saving money and you you started saving money in 2000 and through today the S&P 500 index, which is one of the, basically the benchmarks for the U.S. market, has averaged roughly right around 7% average return over that 20-some year period of time, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had, you know, five or six negative years. We've had, you know, many ups and downs during that um, 20-some year period of time. And so let me bring you back in time to 2000, because I was an advisor back then. I was an advisor in the 90s. Okay. And, uh, you know, the 90s were a great time to invest money because it didn't matter what you invested in. You just made money. I mean, you could throw darts and, you know, you made 20% average returns. Nice. And so, you know, people were kind of lulled into, I think, a um, complacency coming up to 2000, you know, the dot-com crash, uh, because the returns were great in the 90s. And interest rates, by the way back then were basically a little bit higher than what they are right now. In fact, you could lock in uh, CD rates at 6 to 7% for five years at the beginning of 2000. Um, not quite there yet in our U.S. market, um, you know, but you can get short-term rates today uh, that are close to 5% in different types of investments. I mean, U.S. Treasuries, for instance, the six-month Treasury is closing in on that 5% return, just a little bit shy of it. Um, 
so when you looked at the returns, and if I told you back in 2000 and you're retiring, and I said, look, the markets are going to average 7% over the next 20-some years, what would you like to take as a withdrawal? You know, and the average withdrawal rate, you know, that is, you know, quote, a safe withdrawal rate, I will argue with that, um, is 4%. You know, that's the 4% rule, and that's mm -hmm. been debated, you know, up and down, and we've talked about that. And people would say to me, and I've asked this question, well, do you think you could withdraw 5% from your investment if it earns 7%? Everybody's like, let me see a show of hands. Almost everybody in the room would raise their hand. Well, sure, why not? If you're earning 7, you should be able to withdraw 5, and your investment should still grow by 2%, right? Seems, lo seems logical. But when you put it into a spreadsheet, so here's what actually happened. Um, and, and, you know, I'll tell you that, you know, in 2000, people wanting to take 5% from their investment portfolios was the norm. In fact, I've had people at that time that wanted to take 8 or 9%, and sure, why not, when they were averaging 15% returns for the last 10 years, and it looked like it was just going to continue on indefinitely. I mean, that's what the media was telling us, so mm -hmm. we should believe them, right? Of course. And so, But what happened was you had a bear market that started in 2000, and if you had tried to take a 5% withdrawal rate at that point in time and live off of it and increase it, by a couple percentage points per year, your portfolio went to zero in 14 years. Wow. However, and this is the, and this is the thing about returns, is if you simply reverse the returns, in other words, we started with a positive return, same average over that 20-some year period of time, same 7% average, but we just started with a positive return and put the negative returns further down the road, we actually ended up with more money than we started with at the end of 20 years. And so it's about the order of returns. So, for instance, if you're a saver, it doesn't matter. And you can do this. You can take a spreadsheet. You can download the S&P 500 returns. Put them in any order that you want to. Put all the negatives first, all the negatives last. Put them in any random order. Invest a lump sum of money. You come up with the exact same total at the end of 20 years. It does not matter what the sequence of returns come in. But it matters significantly when you're drawing money off of an investment what the sequence of returns are. And so that is a significant risk because it basically um, leaves one word into your retirement planning that I hate, and that one word is luck. Are you lucky enough to retire in a market that is going up at the beginning of your retirement? Because if you're unlucky and you retire and start drawing money off of a equity blended portfolio at the beginning of a bear market, for instance, the first decade of 2000 was a 0% return basically in the market because of two bear markets that happened, 2001 and 2 and 2008. And it wreaked havoc on people that were drawing money from their investments. And so you have to ask yourself, you know, what is, you know, you got a good Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood uh, um, imitation? You know, do you feel lucky, punk? Yeah, you know, right? Right. <laughs> and you don't want to use luck in your investments. So let's talk about how we can change luck to math and get a more uh, predictable 
income stream with less risk of the sequence of returns affecting our retirement income and us running out of money if we try to spend what we want to spend in retirement. And that's the key. It is the key. But, I, you know, getting back to your football analogy, to me, in that game and a couple this year that I've watched, they, they go in at halftime and they do change. And that's, that's coaching, right? That's what you do. That's right. coaching. And so what, what I explain to people, so people come to me and they say, well, Mark, why, you know, and, and normally um, we just talked about in our, in this, we just talked about this in our office, 80% of people that come on board with us as clients um, have other advisors, 80%, 20% do not, they don't have any advisors, but 80% do. And, and they're all kind of the same though, even the 20%, 80%. Because what they've been doing over the last 30 years is they've been accumulating money. And so they're usually working with an accumulation advisor, I call them. Because to distribute money, you need to go into halftime. And halftime for your retirement portfolio is 5 to 10 years away from your retirement date. 5 to 10 years, you are in that retirement red zone and you need to start taking action on preparation for five to ten years down the road because you can't predict what markets are going to do five to ten years down the road. And so today offers a great opportunity. Maybe the glass is half full because the opportunity is what have your investments done in the last year? But my guess would be the last three years, you've got a positive return. The last year, probably a negative return. So the glass is kind of half full. It would have been nice to time the market and say, hey, we're at the top. I'm going to take out some money for the beginning of my retirement. Because the strategy that we implement, and, and it's kind of funny, Steve and I were talking about this before we started recording this, and said, you know, the industry is kind of waking up to math and the sequence re of return risk. Right. But... We've done workshops where we have slides that have illustrated the sequence of return risk for over two decades. And so we have used this in our practice and implemented it in planning for retirement income distribution. And so the, the goal of how we put money into a plan is to invest money in a sequence where you're withdrawing money from a fixed or guaranteed or lifetime income to meet those early years. So five to 10 years of money should not be at risk for any potential losses. That would be the goal because that is what is shown in history as your safe money withdrawal rate. And then you push out anything that can lose money to that 10 year plus mark. So if you look at how you would structure that, you're putting money today into something if you're, let's say you're five years away from retirement, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're 57, you're 59, you're 62, you're retiring in five years. What you should be looking at and planning is how much money do I need five years from now and putting that money aside into a fixed guaranteed investment. So that could be a CD, it could be bonds, it could be a fixed annuity. And those rates of return are going to be somewhere in that 4 to 5% average return area that you're going to be able to achieve a pretty much, you know, 
guaranteed return over that period of time. So you'll know, hey, looking five years from now, I need X amount of dollars. And then you draw out that money over the next five years. So now you have your first bucket of money. And where that's beneficial, I'll give you an example, is let's say, for instance, you did this um, six years ago. And your retirement date was January of 2022, right? Okay. Or let's say your retirement date was June of 2022. Perfect. Okay, so... What what were the markets doing in June of 2022? Well, they're down 20 to 40%, right? Depending yeah. upon what you're invested in, if it's the broad markets or the S&P or tech stocks, I mean, they were down 20 to 40% and, you, and you're retiring at that point in time. Well, if you had left everything in your accumulation plan inside of your 401k, what do you think your thoughts are as your retirement date is coming up? Well, geez, I just lost, you know, 20 to 30% of my total net worth. I mean, you're down hundreds of thousands of dollars maybe. And you're you're wondering if maybe now's not a good time to retire, right? Well, if you instead had your first bucket of money that was sitting there and it hadn't lost anything because you set it aside five years prior in anticipation of your retirement date, well, now it doesn't matter. You still retire you haven't lost anything on that fixed bucket of money. Maybe it was in your 401k, you know, guaranteed account, you know, the stable value fund that's available in a lot of, of 401ks. And that's your first five years of living. And yes, your equity investments inside of wherever they are would have lost money, but you don't need them for at least five years down the road. And you can continue to you know, focus on your goal of retiring in June of 2022 and you go ahead and pull the lever because, you know, that's just the way it is. And and over ye over the years, I've seen that happen multiple times where you had two different types of people, one that had money that they could live off of when they're retiring at the beginning or in the middle of a bear market, and the other ones that hadn't done that planning ahead, um, you know, and for instance, build their house, built their house upon the sand, as mm -hmm. they say in the parable, uh, versus the other people. And the people that usually have, you know, not planned ahead, what happens to them? They don't retire. They keep working because they're scared that now they don't have enough money. They didn't really have a plan. But if you had looked back in retrospect um, and had done that planning, you would feel more comfortable. You probably wouldn't be totally comfortable because usually in bear markets everything you know the sky is falling and everything is is just kind of you know looking kind of bleak but you could be at least more confident right sure absolutely so that's the strategy so the strategy in income distribution is different than accumulation because you can't predict when you're going to need money so the objective is to utilize what we call the smart money principle and the smart money principle says when you need money whether it's monthly income or a lump sum there should be somewhere to get that money from where it has not lost value right mm -hmm. and so that's the goal of structuring a retirement plan is to have that smart money principle in place and there's a, a variety of ways to do that you know sequence of returns so we we use what we term as the income for life model where we use time segmented distribution 
So in preparation, we're putting that first bucket of money in place and the second bucket of money in place, which has some guarantees associated with it, and then blended equity investments as you move out to that 10-year, 15-year. And as you move out to that 15 to 20-year, your investments get more aggressive, more equity-orientated, you know, for getting a higher potential return. But again, it's going to be volatile, but that money isn't needed for a long time down the road. And from a psychological standpoint, you know what money you have set aside for when you're 15 years down the road or when you're 20 years down the road. And then you can spend confidently with the money that you're drawing today, knowing you've already set aside some money for the future. Boy, that makes perfect sense. And again, working with a with a fiduciary independent advisor like you, Mark, would, makes all the difference because you you put, put together a plan that is different and unique for every person. The theory's the same, you know, that segmented distribution, that works, but again, it's applied differently to different people. Yeah, and every person is different, so there's not a cookie-cutter retirement income plan. When we sit down with a couple or with an individual, our goal is to lay out the strategy, right, like we just talked about, mm -hmm. um, and then to lay out the choices of how do you fund that strategy, because even in that strategy, you have people that are like, you know what, I want to have more you know, investments. I want to have laddered bonds, or people want to have CDs, or people want to have fixed annuities, or people want to have some guaranteed lifetime income. Uh, and we talk about what the advantages are to do all of those different things. So, for instance, an annuity, um, which now actually looks fairly attractive compared to at least what it looked like five years ago when interest rates were zero, um, can meet some needs of providing against and, and protecting against longevity risk because annuities are one thing that you can buy. Um, you know, It's like going to the store. Not all annuities are the same. You can pick the ones that meet your needs. Some are, some are very similar to what a CD is, where you lock in a fixed rate for a period of time at the end of that maturity period or at the end of the fixed annuity period. You can take the lump sum of money and, and withdraw it, move it to a different investment, start drawing it out over you know a one-year, two-year, three-year, five-year period of time and, and just drain that account down to zero just like you would a savings account. But you can also you know, purchase annuities that have different living benefits associated with them. You know, those living benefits have guaranteed minimum income benefits that can be built into that income plan that can provide a basic floor uh, of income, which you can't outlive. And they can be bought in, as an individual on one person, or they can be bought on a joint uh, couple to provide, again, income that you cannot outlive and protects against longevity risk. That's one thing that equity or stock market or non-annuity investments absolutely cannot do. They cannot protect against longevity, and they can't pay you income for as long as you live, whether that's 80 or whether it's 110. And the biggest risk in retirement, you know, is, and if you think about it, it's, it's a little bit morbid, but the biggest risk is not dying too early. It's living long. Too long, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, person says, you know what, my family history isn't that great. You know, people have died in their 70s, you know, early. Nobody has lived a long time. Um, but that was then. You know, this is now. You can't predict 
how long you're going to live. Yes, you may have some predispositions to certain things based upon genetics, but the medical field is getting a lot better at, at helping people live healthier, helping people live longer. So the risk is definitely skewed to that long life scenario. Um, so you have to plan for it. And hopefully that is the, the best outcome is you live a long time, you live healthy, rather than like, well, I'm going to die at age 78. And then you get to 78, it's like, well, geez, I feel pretty good yet, but I don't have much money left. You know, getting old is hard enough, right, Steve? Absolutely. Tell me about it. <laughs> but getting old and being broke is even harder. Oh, that's difficult. I see. Yeah, you're right. Even more difficult. So you don't want to do that. So there's there's different tools, um, and especially today, those tools have expanded because you know you can lever those higher rates. You know, whether it's bonds, you know, whether it's in your stable value fund inside of your 401k, whether it's you know a lifetime income or whether it's just a fixed annuity to get some of those higher rates and, and you know take some of those savings that you have and invest it into treasuries or corporate bonds or fixed annuities or CDs or something um, where you're actually earning a return that you know is going to produce some money versus what the bank is paying you, which is still next to nothing in savings and checking accounts. Um, and so, and then, what do you do about Social Security, right? Mm-hmm. That's a and, big decision, too. And and Social Security has changed, okay? Um, you know, if you've heard me talk before and, you know, Social Security in a 0% interest rate environment, um, when you run the calculations, the delayment of Social Security compared to spending investments was literally almost a no-brainer. You delay Social Security because sure. it's increasing – Prior to full retirement age at six to seven percent, after full retirement age at eight percent, up to age seventy. Um, so you spend down your money that's in the bank that's earning nothing, um, and let your social security grow. You know, it, it, it beat guaranteed minimum income type products. You know, social security did. Well, now that playing field is looking a little bit leveler, and so now it's a little bit more difficult. It's not just black and white about social security maximization. Now it's it's more artistic, I would say, and more um, um, it takes a little bit more thought than what it did before, uh, and it's more in the gray area. You know, is does it make sense to delay or does it make sense to take it now? Um, and and I would say it depends. It's not it's not like it was, you know, even two or three years ago. Right. Well, and again, I love that the, that Social Security claiming is becoming more artistic. I like that. I mean, that's to me, that's a great description because it really is in terms of how to maximize that benefit. And it yeah, doesn't. And there's so many other have... things that. Yeah, and there's so many different other things that come into play today. I mean, they've always been there, um, but I think they're more relevant now that we have really fixed income alternatives with our cash um, to what we had before. And so the planning is more difficult, I would say. Um, and, yeah, you have to take, yeah, a more artistic kind of a, um, I don't know what, you know, combination of left brain, right brain view to, to Social Security, whereas before it was just simply a right brain decision. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it was and, just about the math at that point. Right. Yeah, it was just about the math. You know, and then the other thing is, is really be organized. I mean, that's the last thing I'll leave you with, and you've heard me say this if you've listened to 
this show before, but organization is important and and still have a written plan. I mean, it just blows me away that I still, um, even to this day, um, I still don't see anyone that comes in her office with a written plan for how they're going to fund retirement. Um, and I've been doing this for a long, long time, and I can think of maybe one or two people out of hundreds or thousands that actually that I've talked to that actually have a written plan. Now, the statistics, the statistics, yeah, that's a hard word. It is. The stats, we'll just use stats. Perfect, yeah, there you go. Yeah, the stats say that one out of four people have a written plan. Well, I don't know where the, the one out of four people are because I haven't seen them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we do provide a written structured plan um, that provides a good blueprint of saying, here's what you can spend, here's a good structure to to segment your money into different buckets to help avoid that sequence of return risk um, using math and not luck. That's um, that's what we do. And so if you have questions, you know, there's a lot of information on our website. You can go to EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Uh, you can email me. Uh, again, I've talked about sequence of return risk several times. Uh, it's come up quite a bit because this is um, talking about retirement. Retirement income is, is paramount in our practice is what we do. Uh, and yeah. Well, I like it, Mark. And again, uh, always a pleasure to, uh, to have these conversations, especially right now where everything seems so pertinent. Well, I will leave it at that. And, uh, you know, I'm rooting for the Chiefs and Mahomes uh, because I'm a Texas Tech fan. So, you know, go Chiefs. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Annuities are generally considered long-term investments. It is intended for a person who has sufficient cash or other liquid assets for living expenses and other unexpected emergencies, such as medical expenses. A fixed index annuity is not a registered security or stock market investment and does not participate directly in any stock or equity investment or index. Annuities are not deposits of or guaranteed by any bank and are not insured by the FDIC or any other agency of the U.S. All guarantees are solely backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any reference to money you can't outlive refers to an income rider or benefit is an additional feature available with some annuities and generally optional and come with additional costs. Income benefits are designed to provide income options above and beyond the standard annuitization or free withdrawal features in annuities. Please note, the application of surrender charges could result in loss of principal. The guaranteed account value of a fixed indexed annuity only applies if the annuity is held until the end of the contract term, and that loss of principal is possible if the annuity is surrendered before the end of the contract term.
If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651. Or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.